Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 10 of the Push Start Podcast. First off, thank you everybody for tuning in and checking out the show. Uh, we have some really interesting headlines that have been coming on, even though it's been slow as a natural result of everything going on. News has been just trickling in. A lot of people are cramming for whatever rumors and leaks that they can. And I actually have a discussion coming up about leaks and discussions such as that uh, coming later in this episode. But uh, all in all, it's been a great week. It's been some really good. I'm glad that so many people were very positively receptive of the return of the Starfield wishlist. It was great to see how many people uh, were excited that series is continuing. It's never gone but it did take a rather long hiatus so i don't blame anybody for thinking that that was the case but anyway we have lots of interesting things to talk about uh timestamps will be in the description so you can skip around to the parts that you want and be sure to leave any questions or comments that you might have just literally anything in the comments of this video and i'll do a reading comments section from here or at least i want to try to start to build that as a normal thing that I do. So be sure to leave just anything you're thinking regarding games, headlines, uh, whatever the case might be. And this could be literally five days time from now, doesn't matter when, uh, and I'll get to it in the next episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Our first major topic for today. Oh, one last thing is links to Twitter and Discord and my Twitch in the description below as well. Be sure to check those things out if you want to become more involved in the community. So, uh, the first big headline today is Fallout 76 had an AMA, and it was their first one, which is awesome. I'm glad that the developers tried it out, and it seemed like they had a really good time with it, so that's pretty good. Of course, if they hated it, they wouldn't say so, but <laughs> I don't think that they would go off and kind of have to lie about that. It's always fun to have that interaction with the community. From my position as a small YouTube channel, it's always fun, so I'm sure as a massive developer, getting to interact directly with their fans is something really, really exciting, and I'm sure they had a lot of, lot of fun with it. But there was some really cool information that came out after this AMA, and I, <laughs> I just have to rub it in a little bit. I was right! I was right, I made a video talking about the future, and these were just my predictions. These are things that I wanted to see in the future of Fallout 76, and I think every single thing that I listed there was absolutely correct. So if you have not seen that video, you can go off and check it out. Um, but the official details that we have from this AMA, there's a lot more that I'm going to go into here, but I'm just gonna cover the major things, most of which, if you're following Fallout 76 at all, you may have already heard about. First and foremost, uh, the roadmap. There is a roadmap that's being worked on. They're probably in the final stages, maybe planning deadlines when they think they could get things done, or maybe even trying to schedule out or scope some more content that they can actually do. I think whatever the case might be, they will be releasing a roadmap very soon, which is great. I'm glad that they are uh, already in advance, they know that people want to see what's coming next, especially after Wastelanders, which I think was the last thing on their current roadmap. I could be wrong, but I believe that was the last thing for this year, but they'll have a whole additional year of content. But what specifically will be on that roadmap? I'm sure a lot of people are wondering. Well, first and foremost, pets! <laughs> you will be able to have pets in Fallout 76, and that's awesome. I'm really glad because 
Especially if you play Fallout 76 alone, I think that having a animal companion that can travel with you definitely adds quite a lot to adventuring, and I think it makes it more viable to play the game as a solo player, as simple as that might sound, just having an animal follow you around. Uh, it does add companionship to the game. So, we don't know as to what variety of pets will be there, they didn't really go into much detail or specifics about it by any means, but what we do know is that you will be able to have them. <laughs> That's it. Uh, whether or not they'll be through the atomic shop, they'll be recruitable in the world itself, all of this remains a mystery, whether you can get radiated creatures or just, you know, regular dogs, that's another thing to be determined, and how will they interact with the environment? Will it work in a manner such as ESO, where they kind of just follow you around and do nothing but act as a background for you, or a cool display piece, or will they actually help you in combat? Now, in my video that I made, I did speculate that they would probably, or ideally, ideally they would interact with the environment alone. They wouldn't engage in PvP combat, and they would just help you with, for example, a rad roach, or some ticks that you can find in the world, maybe a couple of uh, scorched, these sorts of uh, PvE creatures. They will come in and they'll assist you in combat, but when it comes to PvP, they'll stay out of it. If another player tries to attack them, it just won't react. I don't have any problem with that, and I think it will save a lot of people the stress of having to worry about, oh, this random player just went off and shot my dog. <laughs> um, so the same way that kids behave in Wastelanders, where you can't actually kill them, you can't attack them, in fact, if you swing at them, nothing happens. Uh, we, we tried this. Of course, you have to try uh, in when I played Wastelanders and just nothing happens. So if they did the same thing for pets when it comes to PvE, I think that's the ideal solution. Uh, otherwise, of course, in order to engage in PvP in Fallout 76, you need to actively fire back. So if someone shoots you and they're trying to uh, instigate you into a fight and you choose to fight back, that's when the actual PvP engages, and then they would be able to combat with whatever pets or followers that you have with you, uh, otherwise they get left out of it. The next thing is, of course, with the uh, AMA. We have new NPCs and new questlines. Again, this is something that shouldn't really come as a massive surprise. Of course, they're going to make more questlines, and of course, they're going to have to add new NPCs for those quest lines, right? It's exciting that they're going to keep growing on. The question that I really have in regards to this is, to what extent will these quest lines be? Will they be just short little one-offs that you go do and they're done, or will they be fully extensive, almost like many uh, main quest lines, you know, large, large side quests that go off and span between tons of different locations, give you multiple different rewards, there's multiple layers and tiers to these quests. That would be the ideal, uh, of course, because when you play Fallout 76, instead of just logging in to complete a single quest, you'll have lots of different elements that you can go off and you can enjoy and explore and have fun with, and that's exciting, and as a Fallout 76 player who might be level 200 or level 300, I don't know what the highest level player is in, in the game, but someone who is done it all, and I mean all of it, they'll have a lot of new stuff to come back to. 
There is, of course, the major focus on PvE as well going forward. They did say we are focused on the multiplayer elements, but we're going to give a lot more effort towards making a friendly PvE game. This was something that was confirmed by Pete Hines' own statements in the Kind of Funny podcast where he said that they were surprised not as many people took part in the PvP as they thought they would. A lot of people kind of looked badly on that statement. I don't really see why I think people look too deeply into it. Uh, but thankfully, I think this is the right direction to go in, especially when, you know, for the, for the, what is it? I think I read somewhere that the first time Fallout 76 is either positive or mostly positive on Steam, which is great. And it even withstood review bombs, which is absolutely incredible because people did try to log on people who some of them haven't even played the game. Some of them bought it, but returned it. Uh, they were saying, nope, this is crap. Never forget what Bethesda did. It was just ridiculous. I think review bombing serves a purpose sometimes, uh, but in this case, it wasn't really warranted, especially when so many people, people who were uh, nervous, people who were worried about what kind of game Wastelanders would turn out to be, what type of uh, new interactions we'd be able to have with Wastelanders, people who were skeptical, that was the word I was looking for, <laughs> people who were skeptical of Fallout 76 Wastelanders turned out and now they're enjoying the game. So it's a win-win-win. I'm really happy for this update, I guess is what I got off topic and I'm trying to say. <laughs> Uh, what else happened with the uh, the EMA? The AMA. Uh, we have the Brotherhood of Steel. The Brotherhood of Steel, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but I think the quote was, they're closely watching Appalachia after the events of Wastelanders. So, that's exciting. A brand new faction is going to be introduced into the game, and I really can't wait to see exactly how the Brotherhood of Steel interacts with the current inhabitants of Appalachia. That to me is a really exciting principle. I like the concept of it and I hope they really spend a lot of time exploring that avenue. How do, how does everybody react to this gigantic new powerhouse in the Brotherhood of Steel, especially this early on, they're probably going to be massive or just starting. I'm not too familiar with the time of events in Fallout lore, and I think, to my understanding, Fallout 76 kind of messes up some aspects of it, but I guess that's to be expected uh, with a game like this. Where do they come in? Where do they stop? What boundaries are put in place? How much territory do they take over? These are all fascinating things, and that's one of the advantages of a live service game, is that they can update the entire world in a way such as this. And if I had to... Oh, I'm sorry about that. If I had to put out a hunch of what I expect will happen, I believe that the Brotherhood of Steel, when they do come, will be an update equivalent to the Wastelanders update. I think that the Wastelanders update was sort of the creme de la creme, the end of the year big huzzah. And now with the Brotherhood of Steel entering, possibly the Enclave as well, we're going to see that take over the end of the year update whatever this season is i guess you could say it's season two because uh, i know a lot of games describe it in seasons 
I'm just gonna go with year two because it's year two of, of Fallout 76 content in order to end off the year it's going to be the Brotherhood of Steel coming in and all of the changes that come with that while we will have and this is another thing confirmed by the AMA there will be new events that happen throughout this year throughout this next roadmap we're gonna see those it's all going to be building to the Brotherhood of Steel coming in once again uh, all of these things that they're announcing all of these things that they're planning to do sound absolutely incredible it sounds great and it really goes to show how much momentum fallout 76 can still pick up it already did a great job with wastelanders and i think it still has a lot more story that it wants to tell well we know it has a lot more story that it wants to tell and it has a lot more potential that it can continue to reach and it upsets me to say this a bit it upsets me to say this to some extent that Todd Howard was right when he made the comments it's not about how a game launches it's about what it becomes and I hate that mentality I really do not like that specific comment from Todd because it sort of gives this mentality that you can release a broken game and fix it and fans will come back to it and enjoy it and I don't like that principle whatsoever now it's possible i would have to go back and watch that interview he was just referring to live service games and i think he was he was saying games of this nature and he didn't point out any specific titles but we knew he was meaning uh hinting towards no man's sky or anthem or the division these live service titles right if if that's the mentality and i don't think it would be but it's just kind of a scary thought if that's the mentality they would approach starfield with and again i don't think that's the case so it might be wrong of me to even bring it up in the first place but it, because starfield is so important to them because it's their first new ip in 25 years was it and because it's bethesda game studio proper meaning bethesda maryland's first game in how many years uh fallout 4 was what 2015 i'm sorry if i got that wrong and offended some people <laughs> but um you know it's it's been a very long time so a lot of fans are eagerly waiting what the next single player experience is but todd howard was right the game improved over time and it's on the right track and i'm really happy for it don't get me wrong i'm very very glad that fallout 76 is seeing the resurgence in popularity and the success that it is now and going forward i hope that it continues to see this same success now two more major things that i think are worth pointing out regards to this ama before we move on uh first and foremost is that there's going to be more mole people uh <laughs> similar to the shopkeeper that i think is in the game i personally haven't gotten far enough to meet them i know that's kind of bad but i haven't seen any of them yet However, they're going to become more commonplace, maybe one or two, but they will appear, which is exciting. I think that there's a new sort of race to explore and seek out and learn about, and I love new lore. I love lore in Elder Scrolls. I'm not as fluent with my Fallout lore, but I appreciate it when I do take the time to research and read and, and, and find the books and all those great things. So however they want to expand on it, I'm, I'm all for. And last but not least, Probably the biggest thing is new regions aren't out of the question. Now, I had a great comment in my own video, and I apologize I don't remember the name uh, who specifically it came from, 
but it was a really good comment where he suggested underground as a new space to explore. And I thought that was really creative and smart because there is a lot of potential of maybe people were hiding down there when the bombs went off and they themselves mutated into something different. Of course, you have these mole men that are coming up to the surface. There's a lot of interesting avenues to explore. And so an underground region would certainly be interesting. Hell, maybe you come across a vault that was never fully finished and you can go off and explore that. We know that Bethesda in Fallout 76 took away the raids, uh, the vault raids, those, those were removed and they didn't really give a date if they would come back at all. And so this is another opportunity for them to explore new vaults opening up. And of course, now they have the advantage of instance locations as a result of Wastelanders. It's important to note that all of these uh, features and updates that I'm listing here, they would of course include new NPCs and dialogue and the choice and consequence and everything that Wastelanders set up. All these future contents will be built upon the Foundation Wastelanders set, which is good. But alternatively, they can explore the regions just outside of West Virginia. That to me seems a little bit more likely uh, because there's probably a lot more they can do with it than just underground. I'm sure they can make some really creative underground environments, but no doubt kind of stepping outside, I think for a wider audience has more appeal and it's kind of a cooler principle as well, to, uh, even just from marketing jargon, right? If you turn around and say, we have this entire new region out to explore outside of West Virginia for the first time in Fallout 76, as opposed to explore the underground of uh, Appalachia. There's just that appeal there. So from, from a uh, storytelling and from a grandeur perspective, moving on to a new region, seems like the way they very likely will go, which is another thing I predicted, by the way, just saying. <laughs> uh, anyway, lots of good things coming. But that's all I have for Fallout 76. One more time, I just want to reiterate, I'm really happy for this game's success, and I hope that, well, honestly, I know that it will continue, which is good. On to the next bit of discussion. We have some leaks coming out. One, the big one, was this Starfield gameplay footage. This big gameplay that came out and everyone was mesmerized and very impressed by. Some people believed it, most people did not, which is good because it was completely fake. And you had, thank, thankfully, there's a lot of really great content creators. Uh, Dom went out almost right away and he quelled the rumors. He was actually sent this footage directly from what he says, which is pretty cool that someone reached out to him, but he, he saw it and was like, no, <laughs> no, no. So thankfully there's a lot of people who are wise enough to spot it. It was using interstellar footage mixed with gameplay footage from another game. Uh, and I think some film footage or something thrown in there. It was just a mess. It was a cobbled together uh, throwaway leak that someone was trying to get their five minutes of fame for, and it was ridiculous. Now, what I did want to say, and the reason why I'm bringing this up as a discussion topic is don't believe anything. And I, I've, for a long time, I've wanted to make an entire separate video just discussing this. Don't feed the leakers. Don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the leakers. Don't give them attention unless something comes officially from Bethesda. Here's the thing that a lot of us have to keep in mind. While everybody is in quarantine, now more than ever, because people are in quarantine, the possibility of leaks is lower than it ever possibly would be. Because 
not only are they not in a shared office space, they're not talking as, of course, they could turn around and, and, and talk to their friends, I guess, in that regard. You could say, well, they could just hop on a Skype meeting or a Discord and talk with so-and-so and, and leak information. But given that Bethesda is typically really pretty good with leaks, I know we had the massive Fallout 4 that, that came out where the whole script was done, but generally speaking, I, I like to think that outside of a couple examples, they're pretty good with their leaks. And, and maybe someone in the comment section can remind me of all the times I'm completely wrong. And if that's the case, then hey, I apologize, you know, you got me. <laughs> but this is just to my memory, I'm working off of what I remember. And typically, I avoid leaks to begin with, just because I think that spoils so much of what the developers and the marketeer, marketeer, marketeers, what the marketeers are building towards. It spoils that. It spoils it for me, it spoils it for them. And it, they're just generally not worth our time because a lot of the time, some things are right and some things are wrong. But of course, if they get the majority of stuff right in the future, they're deemed a credible source. Could have just been they were saying what makes the most sense and they were lucky. Could also be they did know. It's really a, 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 a you know, a catch-22. And this is exactly the point I'm trying to make is unless something official comes from Bethesda, don't believe it. Just ignore it, read it for entertainment value, not for factual information. Recently, uh, a subscriber of mine, Sarah, I hope you don't mind me bringing you up, but she's great, she comments in, in, in videos all the time and I'm really grateful for that. But she uh, reached out to me and she sent me an article or a post that was made in the Elder Scrolls forums. And this one was referring to Elder Scrolls 6 leaks, and it said a lot of cool concepts. It said, for example, there will be boat mechanics, and they're going to build off of Starfield. It mentioned that Starfield is coming next year, not this year, which was a pretty bold claim for them to know. Uh, it also mentioned, what else? The ships would be customizable. It's going to be in Hammerfell and High Rock. There is going to be hundreds of NPCs on the screen for massive epic battles. Keep in mind, I'm pretty sure a lot of these things were stuff that was said for Skyrim. Um, that were, and I'm putting air quotes, leaked for Skyrim. Uh, massive battles, it's going to have a lot to do with the orcs, and there's going to be massive orc raids. Some very specific information, but also some very general information. And information that just kind of seemed like a lot of what people are hoping for in the game and they cobbled all these fan theories together and said here we go look at this i got a leak and if some of them are right i was right the, the funny thing about this leak in particular is he put it on the elder scrolls forums and he specifically stated i made a correct leak in the past but people on reddit were mean and you guys are a lot nicer so i'm sharing it here and not there which makes absolutely no sense, uh, <laughs> because if you were right and you posted on Reddit once again, all those people who were doubters or were calling you a liar, whatever the case might be, you would turn around and say, no, I was correct about this other thing. Instead, his new account name was Throwaway and then a bunch of numbers. Uh, he was putting it in a different place. He said that people were mean to him. It was just, there was a lot that didn't add up. And I feel like because there's not that much information and because things are so slow right now with the gaming industry people are just trying to find and scrape at whatever information they can and share it and it'll get discussion and get attention similar to what exactly what i'm doing right now 
exactly what I'm doing right now is what they're hoping for. Um, so I guess I'm partially to blame. But in any case, the funny thing about it is that you would think he would stand by his word. If you were so confident in your leak, in your information, you have it from the best possible source, then you'd stand by that. You'd put an account that's not a throwaway account. You'd put your name and say, I have this information. Here is what it is. I got it from X source. I'm not disclosing the full source, but here's how I know it. He didn't explain that even. And of course, maybe that's to avoid the my cousin's grandma's brother knows someone epithesis. Shut up. Um, more than likely, as you can see, there's a lot of red flags that say it's false. But again, to round this discussion off, just stay away from the leaks. There's no need for them. There's no useful information from them. And especially, especially if it's Elder Scrolls 6, I will say this as well. Elder Scrolls 6 is way too far away. So even if this leaker is correct, hypothetically, which he's not, but if he was, these are probably things, Elder Scrolls 6 is still far enough away where these are things that Bethesda would want to do. And I think it's safe to assume that most of us know how much content gets cut from Bethesda games because they're so massive, it's impossible to get all of this stuff done on time or to the scale that Bethesda wants to. That's just a natural part of game development. And so the fact that there's all these cool concepts, the 100, the customizable ships and this and that, it, it's, it's nice on paper, but it doesn't mean that Bethesda, by the time Elder Scrolls 6 is finished, will be able to fully implement these ideas. So especially if you see Elder Scrolls 6 rumors, don't believe them, don't look at them. It's not worth your time, I can promise you that. Other than the fact that if you want an interesting read, with some good points or not good points with some cool concepts is is what i mean so if that's the kind of thing you're looking for then by all means just browse reddit for a while and you'll get everything that you need but otherwise there is no reason to find them credible starfield is a little bit different as starfield gets closer but again just just wait for the official announcement wait for the official announcement so, on to our next bit here, we have some cyberpunk information, some really interesting bits about cyberpunk 2077, really just some good news, nothing extraordinary, nothing spectacular, but this is coming from gamesindustry.biz, they're one of my favorite news sites to get information from, but they posted an article saying CD Projekt Red, cyberpunk 2077 in a complete form, further delays unlikely so great news for cyberpunk 2077 or cd project red fans that's really really exciting uh it says in a call with investors discussing the company's 2019 financial results senior vice president of business development michael nawakowski said that the game is already quote in a complete form currently he said the studio was using the remaining months to polish cyberpunk 2077 fix bugs work on its day zero patch not even a day one patch as well as ensure it passes certification. Uh, they go on to say, quote, there are some difficulties with the localization process, specifically with recording some of the actors, Nawakowski said. 
Most of the studios are closed down right now, at least for the time being. However, we managed to record the vast majority of the voiceovers, but there are always some last pickup sessions and we're not very worried about that because that's something we could record even later and add in the form of a digital patch. So by the moment the customers actually buy the game in September, they would just download a file which would add the missing pieces of recordings, but that process has been hampered a little. It's not something we identified as a major risk, but this is literally the only thing that's on our radar. Everything else we are either already past that hurdle, so we're not really impacted by it, or things are progressing smoothly or business as usual. This is really exciting. Uh, the game is supposed to come out in September, is it? September. Um, and the reason why is because we're in April, you have May, June, July, August, and then September, a couple weeks, two weeks into September, so about four and a half months to sit down and polish the living daylights out of this game, weed out all of those bugs, Witcher 3 had some hyster- excuse me, um, Witcher 3 had some hysterical ones, uh, specifically where I think there was a bug, their bodies would just turn 360 degrees, like fold over one another vertically, it was hysterical. Of course, you had just floating eyeballs, which were terrified. Oof. Uh, floating eyeballs, which were terrifying. Uh, so hopefully within five months or four and a half or four months, whatever you want to round it to, they can really get this game looking great. And with the bugs such as what we saw in Witcher, realistically it's not the end of the world, these are things that you know are going to get patched out, as long as nothing game breaking is there, things that make me have to start over completely, I'm alright with day ze zero patches, I thought it was just day one patches, but I guess not anymore. Um, I'm fine with day zero patches, I'm fine with the little things, uh, they don't bug me as much. Now I think one thing that this article doesn't specify is actually crunch, and I'm not too familiar with, so I apologize if I'm way off base with this, I'm not 100% familiar with how long a full, a really in-depth QA process could take after the game is finished, but four months, four and a half months to me sounds like a pretty safe time frame. Of course, he did mention, you know, the voice acting is something that's been uh, hampered a little bit by, by everything going on in the world. But for the most part, things are business as usual. Performing QA on a game will hopefully mitigate the amount of crunch that is needed, which is good, especially considering that CD Projekt Red is a company who has struggled with crunch in the past. They're not the only one. Plenty of other game developers do it. It is a practice that needs to stop or at least be as minimal as possible. Of course, a lot of people say we understand that some aspect of crunch is needed. And as long as people who begin working in the industry are aware of that and are okay with that, then I think there's a certain level of where it can be tolerated. Uh, that being said, I think there's also if you have people crying in the closets, which I don't know what, I think it was CD Projekt Red, where they were saying, yeah, people were, you know, they would go in the closet to cry and then come out and get back to work. They're sleeping in the office, they haven't seen their families in weeks oh no this you know what this might have been rockstar this was rockstar with uh red dead redemption that's right um it, it was just a disaster and it's completely unfair it's inhumane uh, there there is a line there's a line and i think any sensible reasonable person knows where that line is and knows when they're crossing it so hopefully uh the fact that they do have this much time to polish the game assuming this is a reasonable amount of time 
will avoid anything such as that. So I have one more bit of news for all of you before we say goodbye. And of course, some comments that I do want to go through, but the this is coming from uh, GameRant.com. There was a rumor that Warner Bros. was pitched a Superman game and that that Superman game was rejected. This is, of course, going to be, or was going to be, the next title following Arkham Knight, which released in 2015, I believe. It's almost five years old now, or it is nearing five years old, or past five years old, something like that. But, in any case, the next title was supposed to be, or was pitched to be, a Superman game. Now, this leak is coming from James Sigfield, and he claims that there have been multiple anonymous sources that verified the news to them. Now, this isn't to say that a Superman game was cancelled or that it was in the works and no longer being worked on, uh, just that it was an idea that the developers said, hey, we can do this for a Superman type game, and Warner Brothers said, eh, no. Now, I know a lot of people who are Superman fans, Angry Joe is going to be really upset about this, uh, but it makes sense. Uh, making a Superman game seems like a really daunting task, really daunting task, just because Superman is so goddamn powerful. <laughs> um, he's basically indestructible, and that's one of the things that I like least about Superman as a superhero, but he did say that there was a piece of concept art that was leaked, and you could go ahead and check out uh, jsig212james on Twitter. Uh, that's jsig212james on Twitter, James Sigfield. Uh, and he posted a picture that was concept art for a potential Superman game. Superman's visibly flying in this photo. Uh, and he said in the tweet, Hearing from multiple sources that Rocksteady pitched a Superman game to WB as a follow-up to Arkham Knight, and WB passed on the project. Judging how similar this feels to the new Gotham section of Arkham Knight, this could be for that. As in, uh, the piece of concept art could have been part of their... Superman game. So, um, there's a lot of questionability to this leak. It seems like uh, a silly, a really weird time to leak a possible Superman game, especially just to say that it was presented but cancelled. That's not the kind of thing that, for example, someone saying they know the plot details of Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, this is just, hey, they tried to, they said they had an idea for it, and and uh, Bethesda, and WB Games said, no, we're not doing that project. That's perfectly reasonable to me. Uh, Game Ranch says that his reliability is worth questioning. Uh, you know, it says, the rumor was built off this leaked piece of concept art, considering it did pop up any so sooner, and that there's been a lot of leaks over the years. Without further evidence to support this rumor, consider this one highly questionable. There has been tons of leaks regarding the next uh, WB game. Of course, now we're almost 99% confident, I want to say, that it's going to be a uh, Batman game by WB Montreal, not Rocksteady, which is somewhat upsetting because everyone wants to know what Rocksteady is working on. That's not to discredit WB Montreal. I personally loved Arkham Origins. Now, <sighs> me as not being a Superman fan, this doesn't really bother me. And the fact that they, it was just a pitched idea and never went into development 
also says, hey, that's all right with me because it would have sucked to hear they've been working on the game for two maybe years or so and WB said, no, we're not doing that anymore. Similar to the Damian Wayne game that was supposed to come. It was supposed to be a Damian Wayne game that would feature the rogues gallery of whatever. I don't know too many details about it, but there were some leaks. There were some leaked concept pictures of Gorilla Grodd, uh, Poison Ivy, female Black Mask, uh, these sorts of things. So that would have been cool and interesting, but alas, it's never going to be. At least not yet. But as for this new Superman game, they do provide some further evidence why it might have been rejected by Rocksteady or, yeah, from Rocksteady and WB Games. They said that Superman hasn't been selling that well, which does make sense. They said, I'm not too familiar with the comics, but they said the comics don't really fly off the shelves. The recent Superman movies didn't perform that well, Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman mainly. And just based on trying to market a game, Superman might not be the next best step. Now it's possible and the recent rumors regarding Rocksteady is that it will be a uh, Justice League or building towards a Justice League game. This is where they might choose to throw in Superman based on how well that does because now they'll have introduced Superman through a Justice League type thing and then they have a Superman spin-off to this extended DC game universe that they're trying to build similar to what Marvel is doing with their Avengers game. I'm not too crazy about that you know DC was following trends in the cinematic universe and we all can see how well that worked out for DC. Now they're seemingly doing it with the game universe where uh, Marvel is releasing their Avengers title and you could play as all the different Avengers so DC feels the need to do something similar. Don't chase trends, set them. You set it with the Arkham game. The Arkham game, you know, they're just the Batman free flow combat system. So many games use that system uh, given that they're starting to drift away from it now because it's, you know, been used and they're trying to find new and creative ways to implement combat. But that game set trends. That game hit records. It was the best-selling superhero game of all time, your Arkham game. So there's no need to follow... I'm getting way off topic, but there's no need to follow what Marvel's doing instead of this big game universe unless this is really the direction that the developers want to go in. And seeing as how long they've been working on this project and how long and how much time that Warner Brothers is giving them without releasing a game... Uh, hopefully it's it's on the right track or they really think they got a pretty good seller but needless to say it's not going to be superman sorry superman fans anyway that does it for the news now we're going to move into just a couple comments there's not too many that i'm going to go through today but uh a few that i want to feature and so you know thank you guys if this is where you're going to head off thank you so much for tuning in but for all the rest of you um, there's a couple comments that came from the Elder Scrolls 6, three things I hope to see. That video did surprisingly well. Uh, I'm very grateful for that. And a lot of people said, uh, you know, just great video, really good reception, love the ideas that I presented. They were very simple ideas and that was kind of the point of them. Uh, things that I believe I've mentioned at some point in the past before, maybe during live streams, not in a formal video, but nonetheless, I'm glad that so many people responded positively. Ramsey left us a couple comments. I'm gonna go through one of them here. Um, this is something that's actually related to 
some comments we're getting on the wishlist series where you can actually assign crew to do different functions. Ramsey said, I would also like it if we can hire people to build homes and settlements instead of doing it ourselves and actually see them build over time. So similar to some settlements, which we've mentioned in the Starfield wishlist series. We have to pay them, of course. That's where my next idea comes in. The ability to use necromancy to create an undead workforce. This would give a big incentive for necromancy if we can use undead to build things, to dig tunnels, guard things, etc. Now that is an, a very original concept, uh, something I haven't seen before. And that's why I wanted to feature this comment. It's I love the idea of actually making necromancy a thing, uh, especially considering different uh, regions of Tamriel have different perspectives on necromancy, it'd be interesting to see how that comes into play. Would you have, for example, the Vigilance of Stendar coming in, attacking you? That would be pretty cool, uh, and I wonder how would you upgrade some kind of necromantic force. And of course, if you can hybrid, you know, just individual settlers living in uh, your, your town or your settlement, whatever, if there is a building system in Elder Scrolls 6, and would they come in if you had some kind of necromancy army? Would you just get more necromancers? I assume that's the way it works. But that would be a cool thing to explore. I, I love the concept of it. So, great idea, Ramsey. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, F the Beast says, Great video as always. Sorry I haven't been around for a while. It's great to see how much the channel has grown. Thank you, F. Um, no, I'm glad I know that you, 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 uh, you've been hanging around. A lot of people have been... Uh, with the channel for a very long time and that's really exciting and I'm really glad that so many people uh, are still here <laughs> which is which is great I'm glad that you guys are still uh, enjoying my content and like the way that things are going so uh, ah <laughs> that's his username uh, this is on a video three massive lore changes for Elder Scrolls 6 uh, he said, by the way, I love the Aldmeri Dominion, but I hate what the Thalmor became. I would like to see the Thalmor fall out of power and favor within Somerset, and the Dominion could be left to pick up the pieces. That's an important concept in Elder Scrolls lore, actually, where the uh, the Aldmeri Dominion, or the Thalmor, I'm sorry, the Thalmor is kind of just the militaristic enforced branch. It's kind of a... Uh, just the army for the Aldmeri Dominion. The Aldmeri Dominion is the governing body that makes up the country and its, all of its allies, as actually, ah, specifies in the, his reply to his own comment. So, good thing with the clarity there. Nice job. But I, I, I like that, and, and I want to see the Thalmor kind of grow. I made a video, Sympathy or Retribution, for the Thalmor. Uh, really, really good video. Fun video to make, but... I would hope that, I would hope something too, that we can kind of see them transition. Because I like High Elves, but now they've just been dicks. <laughs> they've, they've really just been uh, kind of miserable and, and not fun. And, and I haven't, I never play as a High Elf in Skyrim just because I, I hate them. Skyrim made me hate them. <laughs> and I'm sure some people have their own opinions. Uh, M. San says, if the Thalma win, I'm never playing Tess anymore. But I would though. <laughs> uh, uh, and naturally the the videos that revolve around Elder Scrolls kind of get the most reception I think that's how most people found me which there's no problem with that but I hope they understand that I like making tons of different content uh, and then alright so the last comment that I'm going to feature for this one is uh, on my Fallout 76 Wastelanders this one's coming from Big, Big Ego um, you've been subscribed for two months, so thank you for that. 
Um, he said, I'll give Appalachia another try. With all that had happened, was a little leery of staying in, but I'm thinking it's now worth another shot. Thanks. Thank you, Ego, for giving it another shot. I definitely think that Wastelanders is worth it. Uh, and if you happen to watch this and listen to it, then by all means, please let me know if you're enjoying it. Let me know what your thoughts are. Again, I did specify in that video that Wastelanders still isn't going to be for everybody. Fallout 76 is still not going to be for everybody, uh, especially the survival mechanics might be a very large turnoff. While there are perks you can get that decrease the rate of uh, consumption that you need to have, the amount you need to drink and eat and sleep and stuff like that, uh, I'm, well, actually not sleep, but drink and eat uh it's still not going to be for everybody and that's completely understandable and bethesda knows that too they made that perfectly clear that yeah not everyone's gonna like it but there's an audience there and we want to support that audience that does so thank you guys very much if you have your own questions that you want answered leave them down below so we can have a little bit more of a engaging uh <laughs> comments read through I, I definitely want to build that for this podcast a little bit shorter but that's all right so I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much. Links to Twitter, Discord, Twitch, and Spotify, which I forgot to bring up at the beginning again, in the description. You can listen on the go. And I hope to see you all next time. So long, everybody.